0: from Optimus Architecture, an architecture, interior design, and planning firm specializing in healthcare, residential, and waterfront projects. Located in Friendship, Maine, and Rhinebeck, New York. OptimusArchitecture.com. Support for WERU also comes from Artisan Builders, providing environmental design, construction, and renovation for homeowners and local businesses since 1992. More information at 322 Four six four seven.
1: On this Thursday, January 26th, Radioactive will broadcast an expanded hour of coverage from the inauguration protests in Washington, D.C., both J-20 on the day of the inauguration of Donald Trump and the historic Women's March, which flooded the city with over a half a million people the day after. That's Thursday, January 26th from 4 to 5 p.m. on WERU Community Radio, 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor.
2: Support for WERU comes from Village Soup, the Republican Journal, providing the communities of Waldo, Knox, and Hancock counties with news, information, ideas, events, goods, and services on newsstands Thursdays and on the web at
3: waldo.villagesoup.com. About 45 seconds before the hour of four o'clock, time enough to give you a little bit of a heads up on the weather. Rain and snow likely. It's raining now. 60 percent chance of rain and snow this evening, uh, likely until five. And then a high near 39 tonight. Northwest winds nine miles an hour. Chance of precipitation 60. Little or no snow accumulation. It's uh, it's nice and 35 outside now. Quick reminder: WRU's on-demand stream is still off the air. Currently out of the out of order. We're looking for solutions. We expect them to be done in about in a few days. We apologize for any inconvenience. And please note that our live stream and public affairs archives are still operational. You're listening to WERU 89.9 in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor, and streaming all over the place at WERU.org. Stay tuned for main Currents.
2: And this is Maine Currents, independent local news, views, and culture for Wednesday, January 25th, 2017. I'm Amy Brown. Sorry we missed you all. Last week, I was in D.C. covering the Women's March along with Meredith DeFrancesco, who will be bringing you an hour-long special report on that tomorrow, at this time on Radioactive. And the in the second half of today's Main Currents, WERU volunteer Carolyn Co. will have a report back from the march in Augusta. But we're going to kick things off today with a visit from our multi party panel welcome back everybody mm-hmm. hi good to be I back, to be back. <laughs> yeah. and they are uh, renee trust who you will recall started out as a libertarian leading republican then went to being a republican leading libertarian eventually voted republican but she's back to being identified as libertarian now welcome back renee hi thanks good to be back uh, thomas white who is the chair of the maine maritime academy college republicans welcome back thomas
4: thank you feels
1: good
2: Uh, Thomas is sharing a microphone with Tim Wilson, who started out as a Bernie Sanders supporter and is now involved with the Green Party. Welcome back, Tim.
1: Great to be back.
2: And Ken Gleason is with us as well. He was our Hillary Clinton supporter on the panel, but he considers himself to be sort of a blend of an independent and a Democrat. Welcome back, Ken.
1: Thanks very much. Glad to be here.
2: And Betsy Gerald has retired from the panel, but she'll still be joining me from time to time on Main Currents when we're talking about food and farm issues. So, shout out to Betsy and thanks for all of her months of serving on this panel. We're going to open the phone lines as soon as the panelists here have a chance to fill you in on the two topics that a couple of them have come up with for today's program that we'd like to talk about in the first half of the show. And you can jump in at any time once they tell you what they are and call in and join the discussion at 469 0500. Renee, you You had the first idea you want to explain it to the listeners
5: yeah um, uh, my topic would be labeling and labels and how they affect the um, you know the way people think in the political spectrum and that's a very broad topic the reason I thought of it was because um, You know, I've been a Republican for a number of years now, and I was associated with the Tea Party, and I got very tired of being called a racist just because I disagreed with policy, basically, and um, that's just one example, Um, and and I hope this doesn't turn into that topic because there's an awful lot of other labels like, for instance, Affordable Care Act called that, but not very affordable for a lot of people. Um, that's just another example. And, um, in the, uh, order of brevity, I'm going to stop and, and, uh, pass it off to Ken.
2: Okay. And we'll go back to, we'll get back to the topics after we're just going to have them both described. Ken Gleason, you had another idea.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in what we're doing right now. This multi-partisan, we're, we're pe- people with different opinions coming together, looking for common ground, looking for civility. It's the principle that you laid out here, Amy, to begin with. So I thought it might be fun to start a uh, numbered reference list of things we can all agree on. And who knows where we'll start, but uh, it could be that apple pie tastes good. but uh, <laughs> And... and uh, so I'll put
2: that one down as number one, okay. unless we have any <laughs> votes know. against it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apple pie yeah. tastes good.
1: I'll so. <laughs> and I, I think it'll be interesting what get, what we propose and, and things that we don't agree on, which is which is fine. I mean, we don't expect to agree on it. Right,
2: right. So I'm going to sort of be the notekeeper here and encourage conversation here among the panelists and among the callers, if they'd like to call it. And also there is a post on the WERU Facebook page for today's show is kind of a graphic for Main Currents. We won't be checking it during the show, uh, or at least not very much. I may check in once or twice, so we may not see your post while the show is on live, but it's another place where you can continue that discussion and keep that list going. If, if there are labels that you don't like, ones that like, may sound like news speak to you or you think are more divisive than helpful... And or if there are things that you think that we can all, regardless of our political backgrounds, agree on that um, something that just is sort of a bottom line for all of us, you can add those to the Facebook page as well. Again, it's Maine Currents and the number is 4690500 if you'd like to join us in the studio. Renee, do you want to say a little bit more to kick off the uh, label subject and then anybody else who wants to jump in? And I know we, the panelists have been thinking about this for a couple of weeks weeks. So everybody came in with their own ideas.
5: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, one thing that we've mentioned, and I said I wasn't going to say the word, but I will, um, is the word progressive is used a lot to um, describe, I guess, a faction of the Democratic Party or um, maybe the entire Democratic Party. I'm not really sure. But the word progressive sounds like a very good thing but um but from from what i've seen um it's it's not the best thing necessarily i mean a lot of things that we would think would create progress actually take us backwards you know and um you know like i could cite the, the patriot act that sounds like a very good thing and um and i think that it's been overly intrusive on um all of us and i think we all agree that might be an area we agree on Susan Collins has come out with i mean we've been hearing now uh, a lot of talk about the uh, Affordable Care Act being repealed, I mean because Republicans were chanting that from the top of their lungs ever since it was um, passed and and i am one of the people that went down to protest it twice to washington d c and it passed anyway um, so i'm not a, uh, I'm not a big fan of repeal um, because it's in place and we knew that once it was put in place it would be almost impossible to disassemble without hurting people so um susan collins has come up with um another act which i don't like um what it's called it's called the patient freedom act (laughs) to replace the affordable care act and i think these these labels are misleading um You know, I don't know what you want to call it, but I don't know why they have to be so misleading. I don't know why things can't be called what they are. Mm -hmm. And without getting you know complicating things too much, I want I want to hear what other people have to say about it.
1: One thing I'd like to this is Ken Gleason. Yeah, this is Ken. Jump in on is there is a group I want to be sure everyone knows about this called No Labels, and um, they are. I think they're they're in Washington. There's a number of uh, Congress people that are part of this, and I think their point of view is: so often the labels are, you know, they just invite prejudice. They're they're, you know, kind of loaded propaganda in a way to steer you emotionally. Yeah. And their <laughs> their point of view is: let's get let's talk about the facts. Let's describe. Let's be real and truthful. So that's on this subject. That's something we might want to learn more about.
6: Oh, well, uh, this is Tim, and I'll <clears throat> jump in here. I think, yeah, that I first off, it is an area of agreement. I think labels that either incorporate judgment or mislead, spin, propaganda. I don't think it's kind of like propaganda. I think yeah. it is propaganda. Yeah. Um Are all extremely detrimental to our process and our people, um, and. I also think that we've entered a time here just coming off this last campaign when there was a lot of name calling. There was on the, the Democratic side the word deplorables was used. On the Republican side, the loser, they're stupid, they're an idiot, low information voters, those kinds of things are all f- causing people to kind of get on the defensive and, and say, you know, that's ridiculous. You're talking about millions of people, you have a whole spectrum of uh, of people just like you do in this room and uh, but i think yeah it's really extremely hurtful and i think it's part of the reason that people don't like washington
2: yeah <laughs> uh passing the microphone over to thomas white i wanted to mention that uh, john greenman our engineer just uh, held up a sign and said uh, no org" is a website that people can uh, check out for more about this cool
4: yeah i think i have to agree with the label um I was talking before we went on the air. We were talking about uh, the stereotypical Republican. It's always viewed as old white men um, and going to conventions uh, here in the state. And uh, I'll be heading, hopefully, if everything goes right, to Washington D.C. here in a few a uh, few weeks for a CPAC. Um, that's that's the furthest thing from the Republican Party today. Yeah, um, I'm 22 years old, and I I'm young um, and. I know plenty of my friends and uh family that are young Republicans. Um I think I think that's a very hurtful uh image for the Republican Party that as a party we've been trying to get out of.
2: So that's not the label Republican so much as like what you think people associate yeah, with the, the word. St- the stereotype
4: of a yeah, of a Republican. And the other thing, going back uh with deplorable, um I wear my hat and
2: You're Make, make, grid, make your America great Make America
4: yep. And somebody will say, "Oh, oh, it's you know, you're deplorable. Or you're uneducated." That's another one. Well, that what is what 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 does uneducated mean? Yeah. Does it mean that I don't have a piece of paper from an institution? Like I I don't understand uh, the word uneducated in that label because I think somebody that goes to a trade school or Um, goes right into the workforce, knows just as much as somebody that goes to school for four to eight years or 12 years, whatever their degree is. Um, I think it's just different skill sets and different um, specialties that people hold. And I don't, I, that that was one of my biggest pet peeves is listening to the evening news or the radio and somebody saying, well, we did a poll and uneducated voters are most likely voting with Trump. What does that mean? Like, I. That's.
5: I, I think it's an yeah. ego thing that they do. They have to put themselves on a higher plane and you and hide behind their ed- education, quote yeah. unquote. Mm,
1: so. Which could be one of the issues uh, that's causing so much uh, division. I mean, I, I, I yeah, the, the word stereotype was mentioned, and and that's that we that's a label, in a way, or it, it's a word. It's an important word that we throw around a lot. I'm not sure everybody knows what it is. Just put that on the back burner. And then I also wanted to say, you know, this this relates to the distrust of the media, which a lot of people have on all sides. I mean, how do you know what to believe these days? How do you know what the truth is? And this, you know, this whole upsurge of fake news and, you know, it looks like people kind of believe what what they already believe, uh, things that are consistent. And and I think all these terms that are in there for propaganda purposes are are part of f- what do we believe, Where do, who do we trust?
5: I think what happens is somebody creates a narrative and it's fed to the general population. They use um, buzzwords like lately it's been misogynist. Um, that's been a big one with the advent of Trump. and And, you know... I don't know, maybe I'm not educated enough, but I had to go look it up. I had to go look it up, too. And I thought, and I'll I'll freely admit that, but um, that's how I become educated myself. I'm (laughs) self-educated. At any rate, I felt like saying, man, I've known some real woman haters. If they really wanted to start throwing that that term around, I wouldn't throw it around lightly at all. Mm -hmm. Not at all. So I think uh, we're about halfway through that discussion. I,
2: maybe we can shift gears to some of the things we agree on, I th- because what we're getting to at this point, I think, goes even beyond labels to just all words mean something. They symbolize something. And we could get into really linguistics of, like, how do you communicate without any labels mm. versus how do you make sure you don't get past the point where the shorthands, that, codes that we're using are shutting down communication rather than furthering it. So that's yeah. a topic that maybe we'll revisit at a future date. but that's an introduction to kind of what your appetite for it, listeners and uh, something that I think is good to kind of put out there. How do we how do we, can we, whenever possible, go beyond the shorthand that we're using and look at individuals like we've been trying to do in this group? We kind of do a little introduction at the beginning of where people are politically so you have some idea of where they're coming from in the background. But once you get to know somebody as a person, you realize that they are obviously so much more than any of the labels.
5: They are. And today, if you go to my Facebook page, I posted something this afternoon that was a Black Lives Matter protest in somewhere in Texas and um and there was a counter protest of you know i guess i don't know what they were but republicanish people and um one of the republicanish people said um hey all lives matter and then they like members of the two groups leaders met in the middle they started shaking hands and they joined forces which is so awesome to see. And, and they found their areas of agreement and dis- decided that all lives matter.
1: And yeah, yeah. and Great um,
5: transition. And so um, I'd love to see more of that because I'm a firm believer that we agree on more than we disagree on. And I'm also a firm believer that they want us to disagree. They want to be divisive. Mm, The powers that
2: be are the ones Mm -hmm. that gain from that. So uh, other than apple pie tastes good. Oh, and the phone number, (laughs) our listeners, again, if you'd like to join us. We're uh, we're doing this segment for the first half hour, so don't wait too long. It's 4690500. The things we agree on, just kick off that discussion and give you a sense of what that's like. We so far have that apple pie tastes good, and that I think we can probably go further than that. Well,
1: no, no, we don't agree on that.
2: We don't all agree <laughs> on that. We know. may come out of this without I'll, anything. We'll on put the that list. on the <laughs> show. Thomas White, you look like you wanted to say something.
4: Well, I was going to go back uh, to what Renee said about health care. I think there's a lot of repeal, and as a Republican, I was one of those people that said, you know, um, the Affordable uh, Care Act, or also known one of those labels, Obamacare, <laughs> yeah. um, is something. <laughs> That I was not uh, supportive of but I believe now 23,000 Mainers are on the Affordable Care Act and it's irresponsible for politicians to just repeal it without a replacement and as a Republican I think um we have we have the power in the House the Senate and now the presidency and with that kind of power comes responsibility and I I I urge uh, the lawmakers in Washington, D.C. to be careful, and I think Senator Collins uh, representing Maine coming out, it may not be – I haven't had a chance to read it, and it may not be perfect, but coming out with a plan to replace it, that's responsible – lawmaking right. she's, we've, she's got
2: a, we've got a, in, well, c- a are, we've got a call coming in but a show of hands we've got a call coming in but a show of hands around the table does everybody is there anybody who does not agree with uh thomas's last addition to the list which is it's irresponsible to repeal the affordable care act without replacement everybody down with that is the thing we can agree I on agree. Yes. all right
0: well,
2: lindy then. from southwest harbor Hi. welcome to maine currents uh, uh,
7: did i miss it amy or uh, did you uh, Did do a show about your trip to Washington yet?
2: No, actually, what I was doing from D.C. was live Facebook video as much as possible, although the networks were jammed, so there's a lot on our Facebook page. Uh, Meredith has a show coming up tomorrow on Radioactive, an hour-long special from 4 to 5 from the March in D.C. Oh, good. And in the second half of today's program, Carolyn Co. has produced a piece from uh, Augusta. Excellent.
7: Well, I, I don't do Facebook. So uh, I just caught the tail end with what you were saying. We find common ground. I guess I can't um, get on board with that because how can you find a common ground with a narciss- narcissistic personality disorder, such as yes. Trump, a man who has openly admitted that he he groped women. It was just locker room behavior. uh it's against uh, LGBT rights. Uh, everything. It's, Today he just issued a a gag order against EPA. He's just hired a climate denier as the secretary of state. How could you find – I can't even find agreement with him being
2: uh, sworn in. Well, Lindy, what we're trying to do here isn't necessarily come up with uh, agreement with politicians. This isn't even, you know, looking at that per se as much as the multi-partisan panel has been looking at, all right, so we're all neighbors, we're going to continue being Mainers. We're like the people who, you know, one of us goes off the road. Somebody else, one of the other ones is going to come along and, you know, help push our car back on the road. We, we all need to get along. Yes. So as Mainers from this community with a range of political uh, views, how can we pull together and keep, keep ourselves being in that spirit of community? So with the other people in this room and the other listeners in the community, what do we all agree on as, you know, people from this community? What, so is there something
7: that you can I understand it? that, and I, I guess I, I agree with uh, love, compassion, and, and honesty and integrity, and I, I believe anybody that uh, voted for a despicable, deplorable man as uh, how, uh, Mr. Trump, I, I can't find myself... Uh, agreeing, uh, or I mean, I, I can be kind to them if they have a flat tire. But I just right now cannot even be in the room with somebody who who voted for Trump.
2: So you're feeling you're feeling too angry to come oh, together. Oh, I
7: mean, I, I I can't even understand. I cannot fathom anybody voting for this despicable despicable person who I'm sure is going to be impeached. But I always appreciate your program, and I certainly always have a, a kind heart for. Humanity, and um, right now, uh, in Afghanistan, the horror that's going on there, and Syria, and the only thing this man can say is that uh, he's um, suing somebody for, uh, he believes that 20,000, millions of people, he lost the popular vote because millions of people L- Hillary. I mean, Wendy, I'm going to I'm going to stop you
2: there because we have got yep. about 10 minutes yep, left in so the segment. So We're trying to sorry, compile a list of things that everybody Absolutely. can agree on. So Absolutely. but thank you. That'd be a good comment for another show. Quick comment. We're not going to shift gears into arguing about Trump because that's not what this show is about.
4: I, I wasn't going to even okay. argue that. I think I think that's this is something that we can agree on. That's her. what <laughs> she suggested. The, the, the right that she has to say that. Yeah.
2: Yep.
8: She right.
4: has the right to disagree with us. Yeah. Yep. or right. to agree with us. So I
6: think that's that's huge.
2: Anybody disagree with the right to dissent? Nope. Not in this room. No, but I? I
6: would expand that to that as Americans, we all want liberty and personal freedom and that <clears throat> we just look at different ways to achieve that.
2: Okay, so right yes. to dissent, liberty, and personal freedom. I know this sounds I'm like a really, right you know, there, there are a lot of different directions we could go in. It would be really really easy to slide into a show where we argue about our differences, and that is everywhere all the time right now, and it, it's, yeah. it's just such a slippery slope, and we can do that on another program, but right now we are trying to just do something slightly different here today in the time that we have, and, you know, maybe we'll be doing this again, you know, for a while because we're trying to hold the community together as much as we can. Valerie from Bucksport, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you for
7: this opportunity. When the election first happened, um, the first thing I thought is, where are the opportunities in this time? And I've talked to some people, and I'm hoping that the thing we can agree on is that we want to see some change in how our political system works, and we want to hold our leaders accountable. So I'm hoping that that maybe is the middle ground or the the common ground that we have.
2: All right, so some change in the political system and accountability of leaders. Uh, every, anybody in? The, great. Thank you, Valerie. Uh, everyone in the room on board with that one? Oh, yeah. All right. You know, have
6: yeah. voted for it every single time. <laughs> right. yeah. I, we I'll keep be trying. adding
2: these to the and Facebook I,
4: And again, I think Sanders and Trump, I I have – respect for bernie sanders um especially with him sitting at the inauguration i that showed a lot of class but i think the two leaders are alike in a lot of ways where they want to change the political atmosphere in washington yeah. i really do
5: yeah we, uh, renee a comment then we have a quick phone call and we're going to be wrapping things up yeah pretty i know real quick mia love has been uh, bringing forward legislation for a long time and it keeps getting rejected um about you know making bills say what they are and and uh, no add-ons to it and that so far that hasn't happened but that would really um, spruce things up a lot.
2: Great, Yo, welcome to the program.
1: Good afternoon. I was just sparring with a millennial on this subject, and I suggested that something that I believe in and something that I hope everyone can agree on, or I should say, three things, are economic democracy social justice and ecosystem preservation thank you for putting on this program and thank you to everyone for supporting community radio
2: thank you for your call and for your suggestions let's take those one at a time and vote on them i'm going to add these to the facebook page if you don't have facebook and you missed the list just give me a call or an email and i'll send them to you and uh we'll uh, try to keep this discussion discussion going at a future date economic democracy.
1: Can that can we def- somebody define okay, that? Okay, we're going to we're going to
2: put a little question mark there because we will want to define that further. Social justice. Is that a term that that people
1: It's another one that wouldn't we could use some definition. Well, we but could I break think, down I think of it's them. worth right discussing. To dissent could be yeah. right
2: to dissent could be broken so. down too, you know. I'm sure. So, just in general terms, does that sound like something yeah. that we could agree yeah. on? Yeah. yeah. And ecosystem protection? Absolutely. Yeah, Right. Yeah, to some extent. Uh, Anything else that anyone really wants to add to this? Okay, here's what we have so far. Apple pie tastes good, (laughs) which I think is, you know, a good way to start things off. It's irresponsible to repeal the Affordable Care Act without replacement. Uh, Right to dissent, liberty, and personal freedoms. I think that ended with freedoms, right, Tim? That was Tim Wilson's. Uh, We want some change in the political system.
5: We want accountability from our leaders. About authentic transparency from our elected leaders. Authentic transparency. Yeah. Um,
2: we uh, th- would like to discuss more what economic uh, dem- democracy means. So we won't. We'll put that on the list, maybe with a uh, asterisk. Social justice, ecosystem protection, and authentic transparency from leaders. And uh, that I think is our list for the day. That is a really that's a really good uh, good place to, um, to stop. I think we came up with a lot for, for uh, a short time and a lot of ground to build on. So, uh, Ken, do you have another very quick comment?
1: I just had to object to having apple pie in there because we did not all agree on that.
2: We, so you, I, you don't like apple pie?
1: No, I do, no. but Tim I, objected. I, oh, Tim doesn't I, like no, apple I, pie.
6: I agree that it tastes good. I thought it was that the proposition was apple pie was our favorite. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: we were, we did not take a vote on our favorite
1: pie. I withdraw my objection. We'll
2: have to have ranked, ranked choice pie voting here. So. So, uh, again, we uh, that was a quick segment, but we want to leave you uh, wanting more. Uh, my guests here in the studios, uh, our multi-partisan panel again, Renee Truss, Thomas White, Ken Gleason, and Tim Wilson. Thank you all for being with me here today. And, uh, Thank you, Amy. And thanks to everyone who called in. We're going to shift gears now to... Uh, This piece that was produced by Carolyn Coe at the Women's March in Augusta last week. And uh, I'll be back as soon as this is over for a few wrap-up words at the end of the program.
9: Today, we hear the voices from the Women's March in Augusta, Maine on January 21st, a rally to support women's rights, protection of the environment, and civil liberties.
10: 25 years, and I have oh, never Eliza. seen anything like this. <laughs> this
9: is Eliza Townsend, executive director of the Maine Women's Lobby, was the MC at the rally in front of the state capitol. Organizers estimated 7 to 10,000 attendees. And
10: we lobby every single day right here, because we believe that women should live lives Free from violence, free from sexual assault, free from discrimination, with access to the full range of health care, and we mean reproductive health care. And we know that women need economic security. And when we talk about economic security, we're talking about good wages, about health care, about affordable child care so you can work knowing your child is safe about the ability to have paid family leave so you can take time off when you have a baby or you need to care for an ailing family member and the ability to earn paid sick days so that you can stay home when you're sick or your kid is sick and not have to choose between that or buying groceries that
8: (laughs) week.
9: Shanna Bellows, former director of the ACLU of Maine, and current state senator for Kennebec County called for courage, solidarity, and use of the power of the people.
11: It does my heart good to be here today with you. Hi, baby. Yesterday, a friend asked me whether it could be a march if we weren't walking. And I thought about it for a minute, looked it up in the dictionary. Here's what I found. March, to move in a direct direction purposeful manner. So yes, this is a march. Make no mistake, we are moving forward and our purpose is clear. Women's rights are human rights. Human rights are women's rights. Our march is righteous. It is a march for unity in a time of division. (laughs) It is a march for hope in a time of fear. It is a march for faith in a time of doubt. So thank you, each one of you, for having the courage and determination to come here this morning. As we move forward over the next year and the next decade to make positive change in our world, there are three principles embodied here at this gathering today that we must hold on to. First is courage. A lot of folks in this crowd are feeling angry or anxious or fearful about the future. As one friend told me yesterday, my fight or flight instinct is in overdrive.
9: Jenna Bellows said, as the movement strives to be more inclusive
11: and open our minds to love our neighbors ourselves to give full meaning to equality and justice for all within this fractured but beloved community that is the United States of America. So as we move forward, let's move forward in solidarity. And third is to remember that the real power lies in your hands. The real power lies with the people. Today's march in Maine started with a group of women, none of whom had held elected office, none of whose names are in the papers every day, at least not until this week. (laughs) You may or may not know Alicia, Ariel, Becca, Jessica, Megan, or Stephanie, but they are the amazing organizers of today's event. And what makes them special is that they made a decision to act. All great movements in our country, and indeed around the world, have started with the people, were nourished by the people, succeeded because of the people. The women's movement, the civil rights movement, the reproductive justice movement, the disability rights movement, the marriage equality movement and most recent of all, Standing Rock. These <laughs> all of these powerful movements for change that have helped make our country a more just and equal place began with the people. All of them relied not on politicians or celebrities, but regular people. We cannot wait for one perfect leader to save our future saving our future starts with us here today
9: again eliza townsend
11: i'm asked to let you know that
10: the drone that is around is is with us it's <laughs> and i wanted to say that i think some of you have oh been God, it. <laughs> i've seen some nice
8: hats <laughs>
10: our next speaker is an activist for Equal Rights for All, J.C. Leopold.
12: I'd like to say thank you to the event organizers for having me here today. My name is J.C. Leopold and I am a transgender woman. What I want to speak about today is inclusion. Inclusion is a big part of our movement because we are at our strongest when we unify and we support each other. Not just our transgender sisters, but all minority women living in the United States. Immigrants, refugees, Muslims, Syrians, Middle Eastern women are all facing fierce opposition right now. I was asked to represent the transgender community today because I went through a traumatic experience because of who I am. Some of you may know my story, but I'd like to share it briefly for those of you who do not. You see, I learned something from what I went through. I was a victim, but I will not continue to be one. I lived through an assault to tell the world what is happening, what we are facing. I was told by someone close to me, it is something that happened to me, but it is not who I am. Therefore, I came to a place where I could flourish, do all the things in life that a person should do without having the word transgender define who I am and limit my opportunities. So I moved from Arkansas to Maine. I was beaten so badly that it almost cost me my life. I survived my attack, but was left with endless lists of medical bills. I was blamed for what happened to me. I faced rejection everywhere I turned. I heard things like transgender. What is that? I was told by an attorney, you might as well be a Martian. Nobody is going to understand. I was told that a jury in Arkansas was not going to be on my side and I was led to believe that it was my fault for being present at the place where it happened. It happened at a Christmas party, my company Christmas party, by my coworkers, people that I had known for four years. I was refused assistance from my local police department and driven into seclusion, afraid to talk about what I went through. I lived with this silently for several months. When I was finally able to build the courage up to come forth with my story, I was met by community members that shamed me. They said things like, how dare you? How dare you damage the reputation of these good people? These people that would never hurt anybody. I was addressed with all male pronouns from the police department. One of the easiest ways for my community to brush this under the rug was to say that some men beat up another man but I am not a man. What I and my family went through is unfathomable, and yet I know exactly how it feels to be targeted, to be blamed for what happened, to be shamed for speaking up. All of this because it hurt the reputation of those that hurt me. When you survive something as traumatic as what I went through, the last thing you want to experience is being the bad person just for speaking. This is why so many victims of violent crimes and sexual assaults never come forward. The staggering portion of the transgender people face exactly what I went through. Some are not as lucky as I was. A lot of us lose our lives each year. Transgender women of color face the worst odds with a 1 in 8% chance of being murdered. More often than not, our attackers get a slap on the wrist or go free. The charges are never taken seriously because the legal system and society views the victim as a male, and they often empathize with the attacker. We face a world and a political system that tells us we do not have the right to exist. Yet, here I am. here we are. And together we are not backing down. The world is not fair, it is not just, yet we smile and face each day. We put our best foot forward and strive to be better than the day before while constantly standing against lawmakers and politicians that will deny us access to health care, equal employment opportunities, and the basic right to exist without discrimination and harassment. I am here today to ask that all of you come together, continue to include all women, all feminine identifying people, stay diligent in the fight for equality, remain positive. We face a lot of work in the next four years we will face some of the strongest opposition we have seen. And this is not the time to be divided because of our individual beliefs. This is not the time to react out of fear or anger. This is the time to be organized and stand together. So many are counting on us. The most important thing for each and every one of you here today to remember is that you have a voice, and it matters. You are the center of this movement. I know that each and every one of you here today has a story to tell, an opinion, or an idea on how we can create the change that the world needs. I'm asking you to be the change that the world needs. Peacefully and compassionately, even the smallest ripples grow into waves. You can create the dialogue that gets people discussing, learning, and growing. I hope that sharing my story here today shines some light on some very real and serious issues we face and that working together, we can stop it from happening again. Thank you for having me.
9: These are voices from the Women's March on Maine in Augusta on January 21st. Director of the Immigrant Resource Center of Maine, Fatuma Hussein wrapped up her remarks with these words. For us to come here
13: and to hear from people we vote for and put them in an office, to stand up and almost give the permission to have racism and discrimination and isolation, to continue, that is unacceptable in this day and age we are one people we are one man I want to leave you with this let fear be not let fear be not the barrier to do something for, for anybody. Make sure that intimidation doesn't get to you. Make sure that you stand up for the vulnerable and the silent, um, um, you know, majority, the people who don't have a lot to say, the people who don't have voices. The people who get up every morning and they get so fearful because they don't look like the majority. They're not powerful. They have nobody to speak for them. Whether it's your age, your sexual sexual orientation, your gender, your religion, your background, your culture. We should say no to all of those discriminations. I also am going to, I'm going to leave you with one, one, one quote from Martin Luther King. He said, "Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you going to do for others? Go out there and do what you can, small or big. We have to stand up against fear." intimidation, people who tell us what to do Everything because every day because we are more powerful. We are the majority. We have the voice. We have to do what we can do to stand up and be strong, to be courageous, to go out there and to work hard.
9: The founder of Grandmother's for Reproductive Rights, Judy Carroll, described her brother, who was a doctor in training in the 1950s. She said he still talks about the death of two young mothers at his hospital after they had had illegal and unsafe abortions because they couldn't afford another child. That
14: came closer to home in 1972 when my husband a professor had a student come to him on Monday morning and say, Dr. Carl, I have to tell you what happened. On Saturday night, my girlfriend bled to death in our bed because she had had an abortion. We cannot tolerate that.
3: We do not
14: want to see a comeback of the days when there used to be three wards in a hospital for women. One for OB, one for gynecology, and a third for women who were suffering from unsafe septic abortions. A whole ward. No, we will not let that happen again. Can you believe that just 50 years ago, contraception was considered to be obscene in some states, and it was illegal for married couples to use it? That changed thanks to a Supreme Court decision. In 1972, six years later, finally, Use the use of contraception by unmarried couples was became legal. So we will not go back, we will not go back to that time.
9: The sun finally came out as June Sapiel spoke. Sapiel is a member of the Penobscot Nation and a water protector.
15: The first thing I would like to do is call for a moment of silence for our ancestors and all those that cannot be with us for hope and peace, for strength and wisdom, for compassion, and most of all, for our generations to come. K'chewalini, I have a short amount of time to share my message with you, and I pray that Creator breathes his holy breath into your heart and minds, and that you receive it. I am Bernie Websky, or in your language, Penobscot. I am a mom of three amazing children and one awesome grandson. We are the people that come from where the rocks were We have been here since time immemorial, in in and needy, in your language, warning, runs through our very veins. It is in our DNA. Nibby is our sacred medicine. It heals, grows, sustains, and comforts us. We use Nibi in ceremony and honor her daily. For many years, I and my people have been protecting Nibby. Our Nibby, what you all know, is the Penobscot River. What I and my charge know is home. Last year, a call was sent out for water protectors to converge upon Standing Rock, to go stand in prayer and protection. Protection from the water and the sacred burial grounds of the Standing Rock Sioux. My sons and I heard the calls, and I immediately began our journey to a sacred peace. The Standing Rock Sioux, like all First Nations people, face broken treaties, broken promises, racism, and genocide on a daily basis. The call was sent from First Nations peoples and allies, that would hear the call and go a good way. Peaceful, prayerful people. Thousands upon thousands of people across the world heard the call. It was, after all, prophesied. That this black snake, what you call oil, would come and wreak destruction upon our lands, and it has. And it continues every day, the black snake, Leaks into our mother, destroying right her and her lifeblood maybe. Please hear this. There are sixty-four worldwide occupiers in this world that sustain us with drinking water. Of those sixty-four occupiers, thirty-seven are su- substantially depleted. That leave us with twenty-seven occupiers to sustain 7.5 billion people on this planet. Of those aquifers, many are getting contaminated with pesticides, gasoline, and the ugly black snake. At this rate, this black snake is leaking. Our water will be scarce sooner rather than later. Add just another atrocity to the list of what people have done to our sacred mother earth. In our state, we have our own ongoing battles with our governor over our water rights and our right to fishing rights. We own the islands, but no control over the waterways. Seems surreal, but it is our reality. There are untold m- numbers of tribes that are facing exploitation of their lands by big oil and corporate greed. The corporate greed that I speak of is Nestle. They're stealing our water yep. by the millions We are in a drought here in the state of Maine right now. We can't afford to sell our water to the lowest bidder. I went out to Standing Rock on three separate occasions and I brought supplies out with me and stood with the people of Standing Rock. My children, My two boys are still out at Standing Rock. One of my sons. She said she's gonna
14: cry. Don't cry.
15: One of my sons was arrested and numbered and put in a dog cage. He was shot in the hand and now will not have full use of his right hand because of that. But he still continues to stand for our water. As First Nations people, we understand the fear that you're all feeling. We have lived it, but we have survived. We're still here. We will continue to stand for Nibby, for our Mother Earth, and for our rights as Indigenous peoples. I am so humbled to be here with everyone right now with all the separate messages that are being received, spoken, and seen, and I'm happy that I was able to be a part of this historic day. This is the longest I've ever spoken, so thank you. (laughs) In closing, I would like to share with you a quote from Mary Bradford, she's a Lakota Sioux. The land is sacred. These words are at the core of your being. The land is our mother, the river's our blood. Take our land away and we die. That is, the Indian in us dies. Kachiwa for your time.
9: These have been voices from the Women's March in Augusta, Maine on January 21st. Thank you for listening. For WERU, I'm Carolyn Coe.
2: And our thanks to Carolyn Coe for producing that piece and contributing that to Main Currents today. And a reminder that tomorrow we will have a special hour-long edition of Radioactive tomorrow from 4 to 5 o'clock. Meredith DeFrantesco is working on that one. She and I were in Washington, D.C. at the Women's March there, and she'll have some audio from that. If you haven't already uh, checked the WERU Facebook page, and you are on Facebook, be sure to like the WERU Facebook page so you get notifications about our programming there. But you can also go down through the page and see some of the live video and uh, photographs that we posted there from Washington D.C. And we encourage you to add your own in the comment section as well. And uh, again, four to five o'clock tomorrow, I'm radioactive for the march from Washington D.C. audio that. Meredith De Francesco has produced. Going back, visiting just briefly again on our first segment today and encouraging you to also use social media. For that, if you use social media, we came up with a list of things that we can agree on, the panel, the multipartisan panel here in the studio, which will be posted there on Facebook, and we invite you to add to that discussion as well on Facebook. Uh, the list includes the apple pie tastes good. We had to have an easy one to kick things off with. Also, it's responsible to repair re- This is what the panelists agreed on. It's responsible to repeal the Affordable Care Act without replacement. We agree. They agree upon the right to dissent, uh, liberty, and personal freedom. Wanting some change in the political system, the accountability of leadership is important. Social justice is important. Economic system, or excuse me, the um, environmental system or ecosystem protection, and authentic transparency from our leadership. So those are the things that the group in the studio came up with today that they all voted that they agree upon despite the fact that we had a libertarian, a republican, a green and an independent democrat here. So we're going to try to keep building on that list and we encourage you to join that on that discussion on Facebook as well. And uh that's The main currents for today, main currents is independent local news, views, and culture. You can catch us here every Wednesday afternoon from 4 to 5 here on WERU. We've got Democracy Now coming up next, followed by Jazz Straight Ahead. Larry's here in the building getting ready for that. We'd like to thank John Greenman for engineering today, Carolyn Coe for contributing that piece that you just heard in the second half, Renee Trust, Thomas White, Ken Gleason, and Tim Wilson for being our multi-partisan panel, and all of you who support community media and and your community radio station, WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. This is Amy Brown. Join me again next week, next Wednesday at 4, for more Maine Currents.
3: We have about three and a half minutes to go before the hour of five o'clock and uh, Amy Goodman and Democracy Now! Let's take a quick look at the weather as we wait for that to happen. This afternoon, high of 39. It's going down already. It's about 35 outside the studios in East Orland. 50% chance of rain or snow, um, and it's going to be, well, possibly a tenth of an inch. Not a lot. Partly cloudy tonight, then chance of wintry mix later on, low of 28. And tomorrow, Thursday, chance of wintry mixed uh, mix, then a chance of showers, a high of 40. Chance of rain and snow, then mostly cloudy on Thursday night. 30% chance of rain or snow. Low of 29, so we could have some slipperiness there. Friday, looking partly sunny, high of 35. Friday night, mostly cloudy, low of 24. And uh, Saturday, partly sunny.
0: Stay tuned for Democracy Now! Support for WERU comes from Maine Farmland Trust, a member supported nonprofit organization focused on reviving the working landscape and securing a future for farming in Maine. More information on protecting farmland and supporting farmers at MaineFarmlandTrust.org. You are listening to Community Radio, WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor, and streaming worldwide at WERU.org. Here's a quick look at the National Weather Service forecast for the greater Bangor, Midcoast, and Downeast regions. For tonight, partly cloudy with a 40% chance of rain after midnight, Overnight lows 32, winds out of the west at 10 to 15, gusts up to 25 miles per hour. Thursday, expect drizzle or rain in the morning and then drizzle in the afternoon. Highs 42, southwest winds 5 to 10, gusts up to 20 miles per hour. Thursday night, cloudy with a 50% chance of rain and snow showers in the evening, and then partly cloudy after midnight. Lows will be around 30, westerly winds 15 to 20, gusts up to 30 miles per hour. Friday, mostly sunny and brisk, highs 35, winds out of the west at 15 to 25, gusting to 35 miles per hour. And for the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, partly sunny, highs 32. In the marine forecast for the Penobscot Bay Area, small